Welcome to the Broadway Brains by Lucy podcast hosted by me, Lucy. Every week I'll come onto this podcast and discuss your favorite theater topics with the occasional favorite theater star. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, today I talked with Jenna Lee Green. Jennifer Lee Green is an American actress and singer best known for her performance as Libby Chesler on the hit television show Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She also played Nessa Rose and Alphaba on the first national tour of Wicked and even the Broadway production. I hope you enjoy. My name is Jenna Lee Green. Um, I am an actress. Um, uh, from you know, on the Broadway side, from uh, Wicked and also Bear, and uh, most recently I did a run, the revival of the Marvelous Wonderettes off Broadway here in New York, and then TV-wise, a little show called Sabrina the Teenage Witch when I was a kid, <laughs> and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, since then, I've been kind of focused more recently, the past couple of years on, on TV and film, but I love, 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 love everything Broadway. So I am excited about hopefully returning sometime soon. Yeah, and I just wanted to say, I was so happy when you said yes, because when I was younger, because my mom grew up with Sabrina, mm-hmm. um, she watched it with me and I was just so obsessed with it. Oh. Thank you very much. It's it's weird to me because it was like such a long time ago and I was so young and it's weird that it's just one of those shows that I think has really stood the test of time and people who watched it when they were young, young people are watching it now and they're still loving it just as much as when it was first on. So that, it always makes me smile when I hear that. So thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, so um, I guess we'll start with a little bit about Wicked. So, um, what was, what are some differences that you know of, like, um, in two thousand and six when it was kind of just starting up to like now when it's been here for like a really long time? Well, you know the show. You know when the first few years I think of the show, um, they definitely made a lot of changes. Um, as they saw kind of what worked, what didn't work. And as new companies were created in different cities, in different countries even, um, they made changes that they saw worked in one place when they were staging a new production. And then they would implement those changes. I remember when um, we were, I think it was the Los Angeles company they were putting up the London company and they made quite a few changes. And then they decided that they wanted to put those changes into all of the productions. So we went back into rehearsals. We'd been up and running and we went back into rehearsals and made the changes that uh, they decided to make for the London production. So it, it is very universal. If they make a change in one place, they'll make the change everywhere else. The only differences I would say is that for touring purposes, sometimes things need to be a little bit different because when you have your own sit-down production on Broadway or in these bigger cities, you can kind of make changes to the theater and make changes to this the space and the stage that you can't do when you're sitting down in a city for just a couple weeks at a time. So they have to make some changes that they know will work no matter where you are. 
So when I, you know, my first company was the, the tour before Broadway and um, I only had like three days, I think two or three days of rehearsals from the tour to Broadway. And there were some significant changes, but you know, it's weird. You just, you're in this place and in this mode where things just kind of stick really quick and they just kind of throw you in and you go and you figure it out as you go along. Amazing. So um, in like the tour, you played Nessa Rose, but also understudied Alphaba. So yes. what was it like handling like two pretty big roles mm -hmm. at the same time? Uh, it was very challenging. It's a challenge that I'm so glad that I got the opportunity to to take on. I don't know that I would ever want to do something that large again, as far as um, you know, the, the amount of work that it was to to play a principal role and then cover, you know, kind of the lead of the show. My brain was always on, and I I think that you know it it was a lot of time and energy spent, you know, constantly trying to make sure that I was, you know, staying on top of my own, you know, staying on top of Nessa Rose and, and making it fresh and making it new every night, but then also continuing to rehearse and practice um, for, you know, the weekends and, and whenever else I would get the call to go on for Alphaba. So it was, it was a lot of work, but it was so rewarding and so challenging and so exciting and thrilling. And every single time, you know, I got the chance to go on quite a bit on tour and it was just every single time it was exciting. It never got boring or old. It was just, you still had those nerves and that, that energy of, you know, wanting to nail it and wanting to, you know, find new things every single time. Yeah. So, and then what is it like to open a national tour rather than like an off Broadway or something where you stay in one place? Um, well, so this is the only tour I've ever done. So I do feel like I probably got spoiled because it was such a big show. And it was, um, you know, it was a big show as far as the scale of the show. It was a big show because it was so popular and it was so new. So I really, really do feel like we kind of got spoiled going from city to city where people were so excited and would wait in line for hours and hours and hours to, you know, if the show was sold out in the standby line or in the lottery line and getting to feel that energy in every single city, you know, there's so many shows that are amazing and you see tours go through cities of shows, but some of those shows have been around for years and years and years. So um, I think that the audience is always, you know, really excited or they wouldn't have bought tickets to see that show. But being a part of Wicked, the first national tour and the first cast of it, we really got to experience what it was like to be this huge, exciting, thrilling really new and innovative thing in every single city that we went to because every every city that we went to across the US and in Canada had never had it before. So we were the first and that was really exciting to be a part of that. Yeah. And also instead of like someone coming to New York, like you guys are coming to people who's like mm -hmm. been there. Yeah. And it was great for me because I got to go to so many cities that I'd never been to before. So at the same time as getting to, you know, do this kind of dream job, I also got the chance to see all of these places that I don't know that I would have ever gotten the chance to visit before. So we definitely 
as much as we could try to explore every city and, and if there were museums or I love amusement parks. So if there was an amusement park that was kind of a short drive from wherever we were, I always would kind of organize a group of us and we would go on our day off. Um, but it was just, it was a, such a fun year. Yeah, and it's kind of fun because you get to like be paid to do what you love and also like travel. <laughs> That's the dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, especially Alphaba and kind of Wicked in general, it's a very kind of tough role. So how would you like mm -hmm. keep healthy, like vocally, mentally? Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely a learning curve. Um, I didn't know what I was going to need or what changes I would need to make. Um, but you figure it out as you go. Um, hydration is key. I, I drank so much water. It was, you know, just crazy. Um, but water, proper nutrition. Um, I tried to uh, get some form of exercise in as often as possible, even if it was just going for a walk. But I, um, a couple of the places that we stayed in had pools. So I would, I started doing, um, I would swim laps in the pool because it would help to get stamina up because something that I discovered, you know, you, when you think about alphabet, you have to remember that it's one thing to just stand next to a piano in a rehearsal room or in your, you know, sweats and rehearsal clothes and sing these songs. It's a completely different thing to be painted with a thicker makeup than you're used to wearing on your, your face and your neck and your chest and your hands. And then you've got the wig and then you've got a wool cap and then you've got the bodysuit and then you've got a sweater. And the, the amount of layering and clothing that you're wearing, honestly, before The Wizard and I would even start, I was exhausted. I was so tired because it's just, you're, you're carrying actual physical weight as well as kind of, you know, the weight of the show. So I discovered very quickly that I needed to build up my stamina. So proper nutrition, hydrating, exercising. And then, you know, I definitely was very careful about how much I would talk during the day vocally always warming up and always warming down i in the shower you know as alphabet you always have to get in the shower afterwards because you're painted green um and your dressing room always has a shower so you just go straight into it and i would every single every single night it's it's imperative to cool down your voice just as much as you warm up your voice so um i started getting better and better and better and realizing you know how much i could let go and how much i had to hold back and um you know it teaches you a lot about your body and what what we're capable of yeah and did speaking of like the green paint like did mm -hmm. it like last after you finished like oh my your gosh run? i mean i definitely think that for an entire year and maybe a little while after <laughs> i would find green in places like you know you take a shower and you do a q-tip and i'm like oh okay some more some more green more green um it would be on pieces of clothing I didn't realize it was on it you're just your your hairline is constantly it's always just just a twinge just a little bit because at a certain point 
you get tired and it's especially if um you know specifically if uh if i would go on for a few performances in a row you just kind of give up and you're like nope i'm just going to have a green hairline because i can't fully wash my hair every single day and i also don't care i'm just kind of tired and you know it would be a fun conversation point if i you know went out to get a coffee or or get some lunch or something like that every once in a while someone you know behind the counter would mention something you know and usually like i said because wicked was such a big deal um when i was on tour a lot of people in the cities that we were in they knew wicked was there so it was kind of recognizable like i got a lot of questions of people being like wait are you in wicked because you know you just you're like yeah i got green i i can't today it's there <laughs> yeah but it's like a name tag if you have the green hairline exactly like exactly green hairline for alphaba and um from nessa i was covered in bruises cuz the wheelchair would give me so many bruises on my arms um that was fun <laughs> yeah i've never heard about the bruises so that's like well, if you think about it, you're spending the whole show in a wooden in a wooden wheelchair and you're, you know, rolling it physically. So, I'm just someone I think who in general bruises easily. I'm very fair-skinned and I think that I just, you know, I'm one of those up oh, toucher and she bruises kind of girls. So, maybe it didn't happen to everyone, but for me, I definitely was kind of covered in a lot of a lot of bruises on my arms. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so now I wanted to like switch over to like your TV side. So I wanted to ask like, what's the difference between like musical slash stage auditions and uh, TV slash screen auditions? Um, hold on one second. I'm seeing if I changed the microphone to see if that it's a weird. It's like there's a weird echo, but. I think it's okay. Um, can you hear me still? Yeah, okay. Um, so ask the question again. <laughs> no problem. So uh, what's the difference between like stage auditions and screen mm -hmm. auditions in your okay. experience? Yeah, um, there's a big difference because, um, you know, when you think about performing on stage, especially at that level, a Broadway level or an off-Broadway level, generally you're dealing with a theater that's pretty large. So you have to, you don't wanna be an over-actor, but you need to recognize that even with a microphone, you have to find a way to vocally project and also physically project because you know the people that are in the last row of the balcony should be getting the same show as the people that you know paid the big bucks and um so you have to you have to find the balance between subtlety of your acting and also recognizing that you need to kind of we call it playing out you have to kind of play out so that um that you you're kind of holding the room and holding people's attention um and so it is a bigger performance as opposed to television and film um you know, think about the TVs that we have these days. They're huge and it's HD and you, you could have like the tightest close-up just of someone's face. So even, even so much as an eyebrow raise like says something. So 
when you come from a theater background and then you audition for something television wise and vice versa, come from a television background and then you go into a theater audition, there is a learning curve to figuring out the balance between what is appropriate for each. And it's, I, I think it's not something that everyone masters as far as doing both. You could be a brilliant stage actor and not really translate in the right way to, to the screen. And again, vice versa as well. But um, television and film is really about, um, I feel like a lot of it is more about your reactions to, to what you're hearing. Like your reaction to what someone else is saying is just as important to what, as what you're saying, because, you know, the, the camera is so close and so tight a lot of the time. So, you know, really listening to the other person and, you know, obviously you want that same type of, of character work in, in theater, but the audience doesn't necessarily see it as much as they do when you have a much smaller screen that you're dealing with. So it's, um, it's really something that has to be practiced. I don't know that anyone just naturally understands how to perform for the camera and perform on the stage. Um, it's just as, as any profession, you have to learn your craft and study. Those are two skills that you really need to, to figure out what works best for you. And um, taking direction is, is, huge because sometimes you could come into a television audition and be a little bit too big, but it's easy for them to give you an, a note and give you an adjustment and say, okay, could you do it again? But could you, could you bring it down a little bit and make it a little bit smaller and, you know, don't make your reactions quite so big and being able to make that adjustment is all they're looking for. Amazing. <laughs> so what is it also like, cause you were like, in Sabrina, which is like a kid's mm -hmm. show, and then also like all those crime shows. Yeah. More of that like adaptability. What's uh -huh. that like? Um, you know, there's there's definitely a big difference between um, comedy on television and um, you know, kind of procedural or or one hour drama shows. Um, something that is very important to me, and I suggest for any actor, especially any young actor who really wants to break into television and film. Um, the, the resources are there for us. So say you all of a sudden get an audition for Law and Order, SVU, and you've never seen an episode of the show. Well, it's there and it's available to watch. And I think that it is our job as an actor to, if you have the ability to watch at least one episode of something that you are hoping to, to get a job on because every show out there, you know, they're all crafted in a specific way and they all have their own tone and understanding the tone and understanding the feel and the vibe and the rhythm of how that particular show works, I think is so important. So if you're auditioning for a comedy, you're gonna play the scene a little bit different than if you were auditioning for something that's really heavy and dramatic or something that's, you know, a, a you know, a procedural show that's that's lawyers or doctors or, you know, it's like a lot of 
lawyer jargon or medical jargon that doesn't necessarily make sense to us in real life, but you have to portray that you know exactly what you're talking about. And I just think that my my biggest advice to anyone who wants to, you know, really get their foot in the door and really, you know, have success in booking jobs is just to watch it. People all the time like to say, oh, I never watch TV. I watch tons of TV because I think that as a television actress, it's again, part of my job to watch television and to understand and know how each one of these shows works. And then when I get the call that I have an audition for one of them, I'm like, great, I've seen that show. Okay, I know exactly what I wanna do. Amazing. So uh, what do you, again, like with some differences stage to screen, what's the difference Mm -hmm. in like performing in a musical and then like shooting in a TV show? Well, the biggest difference would be that um, in a stage production, you will have, you know, generally if you're putting up a new show, you'll have six weeks of, of rehearsals and you'll be there every day, you know, 10 to six with a lunch break. And you are working and working and working and studying and creating these roles and creating these characters with a full cast. And then you go into previews and you see what works and what doesn't work. And then you have more rehearsals. And then once you open, the show is frozen. And then it's about making it new and fresh every single night because you are starting at the beginning and going straight through to the end every single night, same words, same music, same role. Television and film is different because, you know, say you're a series regular on a TV show, you have a new script every week. So you have completely new scenarios and new scenes, new lines, new dialogue, new actors that you're working with. And also nothing is shot in order. They, it, it's not possible to shoot things in order because of you know, logistics of, of locations and sets and, and um, actors that they've hired. You know, sometimes they'll hire an actor only for one day, but they're in three scenes. So they have to do all three of those scenes on one day. So you have to figure out a way um, mentally to understand where you are at each place because in one day you could be filming the very first scene of the episode and the very last scene of the episode so it's again like i said before about the how you act for television and how you act for theater it's a it's a very specific skill set to be able to just jump in and out of where you are as an actor in that particular moment for for uh, television and film Okay, that's so such great advice. And then to like finish us off, what's like some advice you have for like aspiring artists who kind of want to le- go in the path you have taken? Um, the biggest advice I could give, honestly, would be watch, listen, and learn. Um, obviously, right now we're not in a in a in a place where we have the ability to freely, you know, search out opportunities because, you know, for a little bit longer, we have to stay close to home. But when I was growing up, um, I found out about some theater companies that were in my area and I just kind of went. And if there was something for me to audition for, I did. But if there, if there wasn't anything for me, there were times when I just 
asked if I could help them backstage or asked if I could usher and, or, or just, you know, I swept the theater at one show, like helping to clean up. Like I just wanted to be around because I felt like I was absorbing what was happening and, and watching um, people that I, that I deemed to have more experience than me and that were older than me. Um, And then once uh, I got a little bit older, um, you know, thankfully I had really supportive uh, parents and I was able to have singing lessons and dance lessons. And I was in an, a group acting class and it was just, I, I felt like I, I wanted to be a sponge and just continue to study and continue to learn. I didn't go to college, but um, it was because I was, I was doing Sabrina. So I wasn't, I wasn't able to, you know, but I, I got the opportunity to learn kind of in real time, but, you know, constantly studying your craft, whether it be in a professional sense or a class or a school or whatever it may be, there's always something to be learned by watching others. And um, I just think that things change and evolve all the time. And so being aware of what is going on and finding out if there's a way that you could be a part of it is just invaluable as far as continuing to advance your own knowledge, but also just immerse yourself in this world. And you you start to truly feel alive and feel like you're part of it. And I feel like growing up, that was such a huge catalyst towards me actually deciding to pursue it as a career because I just felt like I loved this world so much and I had been given the opportunity to be a part of, you know, theater productions where I, where I lived that um, absolutely like just made me fall in love even more. Thanks for listening to another Broadway Brains episode with Jenna Lee Green. I hope you enjoyed.